I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. This is California, so if you're like me, you've learned to embrace rain whenever it comes because of our state's long history of drought. But the start of 2023 has been a real test. That's the sound of beloved restaurant Rintaro in the Mission District on New Year's Eve. It was flooded. This much-needed rain, more than five inches in 24 hours, caused a lot of devastation in the city. Clogged storm drains, cars underwater, mudslides washed out onto roads, severe flooding in small businesses and homes. This is something that is unprecedented for our city, for the Bay Area, and we're going to do everything we can to prepare, um, but we can't control the weather. Mayor Lennon Breed held a press conference on Tuesday afternoon to warn residents that New Year's Eve was only the start. On Wednesday, a procession of storms is hitting the Bay Area with even more rain and gusty winds. Today on Fifth Emission, Chronicle meteorologist Jerry Diaz joins me to talk about what we can expect with this storm, why it's dangerous, and how we can stay safe. He'll also share what this weather system says about climate change and if it means California should prepare for devastating mega floods in the future. Jerry Diaz, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Cecilia. So, Jerry, let's start with what we can expect from this very much anticipated storm. What's coming and when will it all play out? At this point, it is one of those things where we're just waiting here uh, for this storm, which has already been referred to as a bomb cyclone. That's a very powerful storm system that rapidly intensifies over a short period of time. That system is set to move into uh, California here over the next few hours, starting right around Wednesday morning and really persisting through early Thursday morning. So we do have a flood watch in effect from Wednesday 4 a.m. through Thursday 4 p.m., and that's going to cover the entire Bay Area. On top of that, we also have a high wind warning in effect uh, for around that same time frame, uh, just to account for the combination of very strong winds and very powerful downpours. So we have winds that are expected to reach 35 to 45 miles per hour in large swaths of the peninsula, uh, including the North Bay and the Santa Cruz Mountains, along with gusts that could reach as much as 70 miles per hour in some of our higher peaks up in Mount Tam and then up in the uh, East Bay Hills. Wow. Now, you mentioned, Jerry, the phrase bomb cyclone, and I've also heard the phrase Pineapple Express being used to describe what's going on. Give me a quick vocab lesson here. What do all these terms mean? Yeah, so a bomb cyclone is really any weather system that rapidly goes uh, from being in a state of a weak low pressure system. Those low systems will rapidly intensify and essentially reach a point where they become very strong storm systems. Now, the way that we measure storm systems is through pressure. So the lower the pressure, the stronger the storm. And if we see a storm undergo rapid development, that usually correlates with very strong uh, storm development. So we give that term a bomb cyclone uh, to account for that kind of uh, formation. We've also thrown a few other words around. We've had Pineapple Express thrown around many times along with Atmospheric River. So let's really break down what that means. So an Atmospheric River is really any column of air that stretches thousands of miles uh, from one side of the planet to the other. These uh, are very natural uh, events. It's columns of air that move from one side of the globe to the other. But what's interesting about this setup is that we have what's called a Pineapple Express. That's a very specific type of atmospheric river. We get them a lot uh, around this time of the year. 
uh, across the Pacific Ocean, and they transfer tropical moisture from Hawaii all the way to California in this very narrow band. And so storms that move from west to east feed off of that moisture, and we end up getting what we're uh, essentially going to see here the next couple of days. Now, Jerry, obviously California's been through this really historic drought, and a lot of folks are saying it's good that we're seeing this much rain because we need this water. But is this amount of water we're seeing also a part of climate change? What do these weather conditions really mean? Right. And we're seeing essentially a mix of the two. On one hand, we really needed this rain. Our reservoirs were really struggling for the past three years with that extensive drought. Uh, It it was really enhanced by La Nina, and that in itself has been enhanced by climate change. But we're also seeing another end of this, and that's that these rains are coming at a very intense rate. Normally, when we have these rounds of atmospheric rivers, we'd usually get what's known as beneficial rain. So very slow, very reasonable quantities of water spread out over the entire winter season. This time around, we're seeing these parade of storms bring in uh, rainfall rates that haven't been seen in years, and that's creating a huge strain on soils. So on one hand, we needed the rain, but on the other hand, we didn't really need all this rain to come in all at once because unfortunately that is damaging soils. And that is something that unfortunately we've also seen in climate trends uh, where we have these longer periods of drought that are then immediately followed up by very intense rain and stormy periods. Climate change is making it so that uh, unfortunately this rain is coming in all at once and really putting a strain on a lot of our resources. So what does that mean in terms of things that we should be concerned about when it comes to safety. And unfortunately, with this very intense rainfall, we are going to see a combination of uh, three big things. The first is the risk for falling debris. If you live in the city, if you have to go out and about on Wednesday and Thursday, just be ready to deal with uh, the potential for some debris on roadways. And there's also the added risk that with the strong winds, you could also potentially be putting yourself at risk uh, for flying debris, especially if wind gusts begin to exceed that 35 mile per hour mark. If you head out to the countryside, you're going to be dealing with that. And on top of that, the risk for debris flows. Now, that debris flow is what we get in burn scars after excessive amounts of rainfall fall over them. When that happens, soils weaken, and so soil erosion really ramps up, and we end up with rock slides, landslides. Uh, This is a huge risk, especially for those who live in the Santa Cruz Mountains, but also those who live in the East Bay Hills. And then we also have the widespread flooding concern. That's going to impact pretty much most of the Bay Area. This was already seen on New Year's Eve in San Francisco. We'll likely see a repeat of that in several uh, areas across the city. And the same goes for areas in the East Bay, in cities like Oakland and Walnut Creek, where we'll likely once again see that culmination of uh, the risk of heavy rain and also urban flooding. Now, Jerry, one thing I do enjoy about your reporting is that you also spotlight communities that are vulnerable to extreme weather conditions. Who is most vulnerable here? Obviously, I'm thinking of folks that are unsheltered. Who else? So on top of our unsheltered communities being at risk, especially in in some of our corridors where we unfortunately see a lot of this flooding happen in underpasses and in streets, we also have the risk for power outages impacting those who live in very rural communities. So those who live uh, further out in the Santa Cruz Mountains or in the North Bay Hills, uh, they will be the most at risk for that power outages. We also have that potential for some of that damage to really impact some low-lying communities. So there is that added risk for those who live, uh, say, in areas that used to be former creeks that are now residential areas. Uh, Unfortunately, they will also be at risk. 
uh, from that potential for flooding. After a quick break, meteorologist Jerry Diaz shares what this week's storm may indicate about California's future as we continue to face the impacts of climate change. You're listening to Fifth and Mission. You can support the newsroom that creates this podcast by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Jerry Diaz, wet weather records were broken in San Francisco on New Year's Eve. Those flooding videos on social media were quite shocking. Why did flooding on that scale happen in the city? We also saw it in Oakland. What does that say about the city's infrastructure? One thing that really stuck out is in San Francisco particularly was that a lot of the flooding happened in areas that used to be creeks not too long ago. A lot of the infrastructure here has been upgraded so that uh, a lot of those creeks has been pretty much paved away. But just because we got rid of the, those creeks doesn't mean that that area isn't susceptible for a lot of that inflow, that runoff that comes from all these rains. So in a lot of ways, areas that we removed those creeks and, and streams from uh, kind of had a bit of a resurgence on New Year's Eve. Uh, they were able to claim some of that area back. And unfortunately, now we have a lot of residents who live in those areas. The same goes for areas in far off uh, suburbs out in Walnut Creek, uh, in the far East Bay. Uh, we're dealing with a bit of an infrastructure issue on top of cl the climate change issue that's really helping to ramp up those rainfall rates. And this isn't the first time we've seen something like this, right? Can you provide some historical context for these kinds of storms? Uh, 1995 uh, was a historic year for rainfall rates across the Bay Area. We saw essentially the megastorm equivalent, just heavy downpour over a prolonged period of time, inundating large portions of the Bay Area and parts of the Central Valley. But even that is nothing compared to what we saw in 1862, the Great Flood, as it were, uh, that event essentially resulted in most of uh, the Central Valley becoming a bit of an inland sea for up to three months. Uh, that event was so historic that even to this day, we refer to it as the uh, almost the perfect storm. Dr. Daniel Swain has done some research on this. Uh, he refers to it as the arc storm scenario. In that scenario, you would have flash flooding that would spread into all corners of the Central Valley, all the valleys in the Bay Area, and make it as far south as San Diego. Now, thankfully... That's not what we're seeing with this setup, but it is something to keep in mind that the risk for these mega storms has always existed in California. And so it is something that despite the recent droughts, uh, you know, we do have in the back of our historical uh, zeitgeist. You mentioned UCLA climate scientist Daniel Swain, who I spoke to last year about California's risk of mega floods. That's when excessive rainfall happens over a period of several months and causes widespread infrastructural damage. Is this week's storm a sign of the times? Should we be anticipating a mega flood? This is a nice wake-up call for the emergency managers, a lot of the agricultural community. Uh, pretty much for, for the entire Golden State, it is a reminder that that kind of scenario exists. In the same sense that we think about the big one when it comes to earthquakes, essentially this period of time that we have right now with this onslaught of atmospheric rivers, it does kind of remind us that it is possible and we could potentially see it next year, next 100 years. That only begs the question, how much can we expect for that arc storm scenario to become more likely in the coming decades? So there is a lot that can be started there with that conversation. Many Bay Area residents and business owners are still reeling from the flood damage of New Year's Eve. Now they're facing a second wave of water 
what's the best way to stay safe? This is especially true for those who live in the Santa Cruz Mountains and up in the North Bay. If you live in those areas, and particularly if you experience any form of flooding uh, during the New Year's Eve storm, unfortunately, you'll have to be ready for a bit of a repeat of that. You'll want to make sure that you're prepared for any kind of power outages, any road closures. Uh, these could last on the order of a few hours to even an entire day or two, depending on where you are in the Bay Area. If you're up in the mountains, you'll also have the risk for landslides. So you want to make sure that you're ready for any sort of evacuations, have a to-go kit ready to go, have important documents ready uh, if you need to be out of the area. And if you live anywhere near a burn scar, that risk will be elevated as well. So if you live in a low-lying area, you have plenty of resources to work with. You can reach out to local authorities, uh, you know, uh, get some sandbags. You also want to be in an area that uh, has already cleared out storm drains. Uh, and then last but not least, if you are in an area that could potentially be evacuated due to landslides, make sure that you gas up your vehicles and charge up all of your devices. You want to be ready for either an evacuation or anything, anything else that really comes your way. Being ready for uh, what's to come uh, will make things a little bit more manageable as we kind of go into this bomb cyclone period. Jerry, when do we expect to see some reprieve from all the rain? How will the next week or so play out? So unfortunately, we are still planning to see another round of winter storms roll in uh, this upcoming weekend and into early next week. Now, the details are still being sorted out, but that wet pattern that we've seen really, really at this point uh, since the middle of December, uh, we'll see that continue into uh, the middle of January. So what that means is we could see anywhere from light rains like what we saw on Monday to another potential bomb cyclone. Right now, the details are still being sorted out. Such important information here. Jerry, thanks for helping us understand it and to stay safe. I hope you stay safe out there as you report on this for us. Thank you, Cecilia. Stay safe out there. Jerry Diaz is a meteorologist at The Chronicle. For ongoing coverage of the storm from him and the rest of the weather team, visit sfchronicle.com weather. If you have questions you want to send to The Chronicle weather team, you can email them at weatherwonks at sfchronicle.com. If you're a San Francisco resident and experiencing an emergency during the storm, the city requests that you only call 911 for life safety emergencies. For flooding issues that are not life-threatening, dial 311. For more information about storm preparedness and safety information, including sandbag distribution, visit sf72.org or sign up for alerts by texting your zip code to 888-777. Thank you to Francesca Fenzi for editing this episode and to you for listening. Stay safe out there.